0: Auburn is not a place, it is a people. The loveliest village on the plains is more than a college sports venue, more than a university filled with historic buildings, more than a quaint little Southern town. Its worth lies within its people,
1: those that call Auburn home, whether that be for a single day at a time or for a lifetime. Much like our legendary tumors oak trees, our stories are the
0: product of a firm foundation laid in the beginning of our Auburn story. These are the stories of the Auburn family. These are their roots. War Auburn family members and welcome back to another edition of Auburn Roots. This is our journey of exploring and sharing the stories of your Auburn family members. On episode 34, we're getting together with another, another special member of the Auburn family. One that is uh, special to the E2C Network uh, family because a little shout out here, part of the E2C Network Booster Club, Mr. Kevin Nelson, uh, is joining us to tell us about his Auburn roots, his love of all things Auburn, but especially football, baseball, and he's even got some family ties there that are pretty interesting with parents that maybe didn't see the light like he did early on. But we'll talk about all that. I'm going to let him tell the stories because he can do a much better job than I can of that. But let me introduce my guest, Mr. Kevin Nelson. Kevin, welcome.
1: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being willing to hop on here and talk with a random stranger that you hardly know and uh, talk about what we love so much about uh, being members of the Auburn family. Uh, The thing that I always like to maybe try to start with is in just a general sense, you know, without asking like how you became an Auburn fan, just think about like even today, what is it about auburn that you continually choose auburn like what is it that makes you still want to be an auburn fan uh, an auburn family member
1: well like, like the last thing you said family and there's something about it. it like once it got into my blood at age seven or so um i'm not sure how it happened but I, at some point i an inside the auburn tigers magazine ended up at our house even though my parents were Bama fans and I just could not stop looking at that magazine. And, um, and so I just, and as I grew older, you know, it, and I, I was got to the age where I was trying to figure out college and uh, ended up going to AUM mostly because it was in close proximity to Auburn and it was a small enough campus where I felt like I wouldn't be overwhelmed. Um, but, you know, I was telling you earlier, you know, my, I went with a trip, uh, on a trip with my mom to Atlanta and on the way back home, she drove through Auburn because uh, she knew that I loved Auburn despite, <laughs> <laughs> despite them being Alabama fans. Um, she drove me by the stadium and just something about the town of Auburn. It's just more, it's more than football. It's more than basketball. It's more than baseball. Uh, for me, it's just the Auburn family, the all, the city of Auburn. Um, it's just something that I love and I can't get up there often enough. And um so I mean that's that's pretty much the, the the genesis of of my Auburn fandom, yeah. As you would say.
0: So well, it's I think it's interesting that you said that because so many people that I talk to say the same thing that there's they can't really pinpoint how or when sometimes some of us can but like there's this almost this magnetism that draws us towards that city. And and not even necessarily toward the city itself, because here on the show, we always say, you know, Auburn is not a place, it is a people. It draws us towards <laughs> each other, because, the, you know, no matter what our background is, where we come from, what we look like, we all kind of share this common bond. And there's something about that place that kind of just draws us together and makes us want to be around each other, with each other, and celebrating these things that are so awesome. Uh, so I'm glad that you experienced that, even at a young age, despite some of your upbringing so tell me a little bit about that. Are, are your parents rabid Alabama fans or are they kind of just down the middle? How's, how's that going?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, you know, my moms, and neither one of them graduated, went, graduated from Alabama, but they did go to college. So they, you know, my, my mom went to nursing school and my dad went to a small college here in Mobile. And I'd say they're, I mean, they have stuff, a lot of stuff around the house and, You know, they enjoy watching the games, but they're not overbearing with it. Like, you know, going crazy during games or anything like that. Um, And they were okay with – they didn't give me much pushback on me like in Auburn. So, um, overall, it was a great, you know, childhood experience. My best friend was an Alabama fan. And uh, so, I I just – I wasn't going to go with the crowd. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to do my own thing. And something about Auburn – Uh, And like at that age, you know, orange, blue, the tiger, um, just the uniforms. It just all spoke to me at that age, and it just never let go of me. And um, so.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that your parents weren't one of those that we hear the stereotypical story of the Auburn-Alabama rivalry. And it goes both ways where, you know, my son is or my daughter is not going to that other school. And it it gets set on both sides. I'll admit I've right. probably rumored that I'm gonna say that once I have kids, but uh <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad that your parents at least recognize that hey, my son is interested in something a little bit different. And that's okay. They don't have right. to be necessarily exactly the same that we are, um, and want to do the exact same things, have the same interest. And uh, the fact that they're even willing to drive you that direction just to go see this place. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when, so you alluded to that story of driving past that, like, Mm -hmm. what was it that stuck out to you about the college? Like we talk a lot about the nebulous idea of family, but like, what really stuck out to you that kind of drew you into it?
1: I just remember driving past the stadium and it just looking so large, like it was, it was the largest thing at that age I think I'd ever seen and it and seeing the au and just and just i, I guess at that age not so much the campus because i mean we practically just drove straight to the the stadium but i do remember it being nice but the lot the stadium was so large and and it was just so almost overwhelming to see it and um i was in more or less in awe of it and um so i just I, I, I distinctly remember that image
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, they sometimes draw you in
0: and it's, it's, especially when you 're a child, you look at these grand structures, and
1: mm-hmm. you know I
0: know the statues probably weren't they weren 't out there during your time, but you, even if you're walking mm-hmm. past Daves now and you see these almost like Taj Mahals like dedicated to these legends of auburn. Uh, sports it's easy to see why that draws in people and kind of makes you just kind of let me know a little bit more about this let me this yeah
1: one. well this was this was during the mid-80s yeah I mean, i'm 44 years old so this was mid-80s this was when tracer tracy rocker was doing his thing that one trip for winter um so it's we didn't even get out of the car i just remember just being in that old pontiac station wagon looking out the windows with you know just that awe oh, of a child just seeing that Huge stadium. It just, it was, it was unbelievable, and um, something I'll never forget.
0: Yeah, they, those those images really stick with you, and it's hard to, you know, you sometimes we immortalize these like special moments in time. It's hard to like beat anything past that uh, when time comes up. But you know, during your time as being an Auburn family member, I'm sure that you've had many moments that you've experienced that are, you know, just as incredible. And we'll get to some of those. I always like to ask people to. Uh, kind of, you know, where they are now, where they've kind of grown up, and you've grown up in the Mobile-ish area, Daphne, uh, right. county area. Uh, what, what's it like being an Auburn fan in that part of Alabama? Is it, is there a breakdown in terms of like a percentage Auburn to Alabama fans that you can think of, or what? I don't know like? the exact,
1: but Mobile Baldwin County, I, I'd say Mobile County is more, for certainly more Alabama fans. Uh, Baldwin County. There's more Auburn fans over here as opposed to what's in Mobile County. I don't know the breakdown in Baldwin County. There's a lot of Alabama fans in Baldwin County, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems with the rural and agricultural uh, makeup of Baldwin County, there seems to be a little bit more Auburn on this side. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, living in Baldwin County and only 45 minutes or so from the beach, it's, you know – getting to live where people like to vacation. It's, it's nice. And, um, I wouldn't live anywhere else besides Auburn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You do have a pretty sweet setup there. I'm not going to lie. I've I've been tempted Uh, myself to try to strike up a residence somewhat near the beach, (laughs) but still stay within, uh, you know, an earshot of Auburn. It hasn't Uh, worked out for me just yet, but uh, so I'm very jealous of your situation right now. Uh, speaking of which you're talking about living in the area and it being a congregation like area for people for vacations and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I've always thought about this too. Um, I feel like I see a certain group of other fans besides Mm -hmm. Auburn and Alabama show up. Are we thinking about the same
1: ones? Yes. LSU people (laughs) come over in droves (laughs) over here. They love our beaches and I can't blame them because they don't have any over in Louisiana and what they have in Mississippi doesn't compare to Gulf Shores or Orange Beach, um, but I've always got along great with LSU fans. I, you know, I've never had any issue with them, and they seem to be a lot of fun to hang out with sometimes.
0: I, you know, they are known as probably the party people of the mm-hmm. SEC. Uh, I've I've frequented, not I shouldn't say frequented. I, I I've been there one time, and that would be like the only time I go to Baton Rouge <laughs> because we did not have a great experience there. But I'm always amazed at the amount of LSU fans that mingle and mix in with the Auburn and Alabama fans, and in, in, mm-hmm. you know in Gulf Shores or in Orange Beach and it's funny to think about this too because I guess we get in our little you know special worlds here and we just think that this is our little section of the world nobody comes here except the Auburn Alabama fans but then you you realize how many people actually do come there and utilize mm-hmm. that area I mean I don't think a lot of people know too that the SEC soccer championships every single oh, yeah. year take down in Orange Beach have you ever been to that or at least seen that I game? haven't
1: but I've watched it on ESPN and it's, it's awesome that they have that down there
0: yeah it's and it's a great place because the time it's being played too you know it's getting colder up here you know when as you get further north, so it usually stays pretty mild down there, warm at least still, um, so it's a great setup so if, if Auburn fans that don't know that, if you're ever wanting in like November, I think it is to get it take a random trip down to the beach, you might see the Auburn Tigers competing in the SC championships down there. Uh, one other thing I would keep talking about, f- other fans that come to the beach. I noticed this particular year, we're in 2021 for those listening far off in the future, another certain group of uh, fans that I was shocked with that I saw the amount of. How how are the Arkansas fans down there? Have you been seeing a lot more of those recently?
1: Yeah, you do see a lot of all, uh, Arkansas uh, Razorback tags. Um, yeah, uh Definitely.
0: I was shocked this uh, last trip that I took. I, I saw just as many Arkansas fans as I did LSU fans. And it was, I, I almost stopped and asked one. I was like, why are you down here? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you? Do- I mean, I get it's Arkansas. There's not a lot to do up there except All Arkansas right. football. But I was like, that's a long way to come to this beach. So it tells you how much, you know, it's a really great uh, place to come and vacation to. Oh yeah.
1: Uh,
0: and you can surround yourself, obviously, and be around Auburn and Alabama fans, the best in college football. So, hey, you know, right. that as well. Uh. What in being in Mobile, you talked a lot about maybe the cities, a little bit more Alabama. You get out to more rural stuff that's more Auburn people. Is it pretty, you know, civil there during Iron Bowl times, or do you, do you kind of see any mixing and mingling uh, when it gets to that time down in Mobile?
1: Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I I think there's been times where things didn't go over so well. I think uh, not too far from here. Um, there was something on the news just a couple of years ago. <laughs> I don't want to uh, – between an Alabama fan and an LSU fan. But the Iron Bowl here, um, for the most part, I think it's peaceful. Uh, yeah. I know when we win, my neighbors, they hear me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think for the most part, it's, it's civil, I guess. I haven't heard anything gotcha. too crazy. Got gotcha.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about your time leading up to, you know, college and stuff like that. And before we get there, just what do you remember growing up? We talked about your trip uh, that kind of, you know, solidified you. This is kind of the place I want to be drawn to, but like, you know, do you have any like big games or any moments growing up that you remember going to that really stick out to you
1: or or anything? I didn't actually, I didn't actually go to my first game until I went to college in 1997. I want to say, and it was, it was one of those early games, um, uh, the season, uh, it wasn't against any powerhouse or anything like that. Um, so basically growing up, what I saw was what I saw on TV mm-hmm. and, uh, or in a magazine or, um, uh, and that was before internet. So that's the issue right there how, how old I am. Um, uh, so for the most part growing up, it was watching iron bowls with my parents. Um, so I'm not sure how often they were actually on TV back then. Um, I can't recall, but I do remember watching the iron bowl, uh, with my parents or with friends, uh, growing up.
0: Do you have a favorite one that sticks out that you watched on TV or, or anything like that? I, I think um, I'm trying to think back during that time. It was okay time, but not great for the iron bowl for Auburn.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't recall one in particular while growing up. Um, I do remember the 1997 cause that's when I moved to Montgomery and, I believe that's when Alabama running back fumbled the ball late, and we were able to get on it and kick the game-winning field goal. Um, because I was, it was I was on a date with a girl for the first time, and we went to this church function, and I basically got, so focused on the game and and forgot about her. So I didn't <laughs> and that didn't go too far, um, but I do remember that game watching it while at the church. Um, so
0: well you know i think you're not the first uh gentleman ever to get accused of being a little bit more paying more attention to a football game than your significant other uh you know unfortunately that's probably a more common thread for for those you know, guys than we'd like to admit yeah.
1: it wasn't a it wasn't a good choice for a first day, so
0: <laughs> We'll we'll just leave that in the past and just kind of bury that mm-hmm. one there bad memories all the way around yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's talk about uh, getting to college. Uh, you decided to go to AUM. Um, you're not a graduate of Auburn. And I think one of the things I do want to stress when we talk about that and as an encouragement to you, I don't, it doesn't strike me that this really bothers you or anything like that, but you get a lot of people sometimes that talk about the sidewalk fans. I don't really see that there are sidewalk fans just because you didn't go to Auburn doesn't mean you're any less of an Auburn family member. And I I get, I don't get offended because I think people get too offended these days about anything, but I I almost kind of want to stick up for people like you because, a degree doesn't dictate you being an Auburn person. The creed really is what dictates you being an yeah. Auburn person. Well, I mean, I'll say, I
1: mean, my, my diploma has the president of Auburn signature on it. So I that mean, is true. That is very know, true. And it has the Auburn seal on the bottom of it. So, <laughs> I mean, AUM to me, it's this. I mean, that's just what best fit me at the time. And um, so I, 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 needed, I needed that smaller environment to not get so distracted with, all the outside influences and so that's just worked for me. And it was close to Auburn and that allowed me to go to Auburn as often as I wanted to to see different sporting events or uh go hang out with you know on campus with uh some other fraternity brothers. So it 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 just worked for me. So
0: so when you when did you arrive and when did you graduate and what did you graduate with? Like what type of degree?
1: I arrived in March of two thousand I mean March of nineteen ninety seven and uh, in 2001, I graduated with a bachelor's in psychology, and then I stayed on, and I uh, stayed at AUM, and got my master's in criminal justice. Uh, I was working at the federal prison on Maxwell Air Force Base uh, as an intern, and um, earned my master's degree, and then I went to work for the federal prison, and moved to North Carolina briefly, and then came back to the Mobile area, and um, now I'm with, the work for the state of Alabama as a probation officer. Okay. So,
0: so, so uh, psychology degree, but stayed on and did some criminal, ju- criminal justice. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about the time that you were there at AUM. It, it, now it's called Auburn Montgomery. It was right. called Auburn university at Montgomery. Was that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. See, I always found that interesting because growing up, I, I actually grew up in Montgomery myself and I remember driving past that university all the time and just thinking wow auburn's so big that they extend all the way i remember asking my dad that one time i was like i didn't realize auburn was this big he's like hold on hold on it's not really really right. that. and you guys were the senators uh, right? back then now you're the yeah. warhawks
1: that's correct and it changed while i was there when i started at AUN, we were the senators our mascot looked like the old miss rebel the <laughs> whatever he is and so of course they got rid of that and then they actually they let the student body vote, which was a big mistake i guess because they they changed our mascot from that to a teal horse a Mm. horse the color of teal and called us the mustangs Mm. yeah it was brutal um bad choice so (laughs) I'm glad they rectified it, and I, I'm okay. You know, their, their branding and marketing on this Warhawk, uh, I, I think, was a lot better than what they used to have, and I'm 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 cool to call myself a Warhawk now.
0: So. so, I guess my question to you is, and I, I think it's kind of obvious the way they went. Do you really think that their the name they chose was try to invoke War Eagle, but not be the exact same thing?
1: Um, I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, I I would I would be inclined to think so. Yeah. Because when I
0: remember when I saw that announcement that they changed to Warhawk, I was like, well, it was interesting because I know there was a time that um, Auburn Montgomery was, as they were doing the name change, they were kind of trying to take the at Montgomery part of it and make it seem like they're their own thing a little bit more. It seemed like during that time where they're kind of focusing on trying to individualize themselves from Auburn, it's interesting that they chose a mascot that pretty much evokes that.
1: I mean, it's not. Well, in the early nineties, Uh, diploma is actually only set Auburn university. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a friend of mine that his, that's all his diploma says. Yep. Um, and somewhere in the mid nineties, they added the at Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think, you know, and the, uh, I, assume, I think the board of trustees at Auburn, it still dictates what AUM can do and can't do. So, I mean, they're, yep. they're, they're kind of an umbrella school um, as yep. far as I understand that
0: yeah, they are. I think the obviously the association is still there from what I understand, but it's, it's definitely become less and less as time because I, I mean, now you see Auburn Montgomery on the degrees and not just Auburn University. And I, uh-huh. I, I will tell you as a personal story here, my parents, I actually spent two years there myself before I made it to Auburn. Uh, they kept convincing me, they're like, well, you're still gonna have Auburn on your, uh, on your diploma. And I was like, <laughs> I, I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta. If I can get there, if I've got the grades, I've got the money. I gotta go do it for real. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. But you know, I, I also think it's a good thing that you recognize that maybe the setup at Auburn Montgomery was a little bit better for you personally. If you needed yeah. you know, more attention or you know more focused type of a uh, situation, because uh, there are some distractions that can definitely happen at yeah. a university like Auburn. Um, how does campus life and I know you, you obviously didn't go to Auburn as a student but like in your mind what's the difference between Auburn Montgomery campus life and Auburn University?
1: Um, I guess just the just the, the size of it more or less I mean even at AUM we had a pretty diverse campus we uh, had a lot of international students we had a pretty good tennis program um, so it's just AUM is just so, minuscule in size compared to auburn and just being on campus at auburn it i don't know i just i just loved it i just i always wanted to go there but i knew what was best for me and what i could take on and handle and um but i think just the beauty of auburn you know it's just it's -hmm. something to just to take in but i just um the two is just apple and oranges, but as far as the student body, it's just a small, I, I think AUM is just a smaller version of Auburn. Cause we had, a, like I said, a pretty diverse group of uh, student body. Um, yeah, But just Auburn, is just, it's hard to explain. It's just a, just a beautiful place to be. So
0: uh, I know we've been talking about AUM a lot, but I, I do love talking about this topic because the connection is so strong there between the, the two universities. Did you ever buy one of the t-shirts that were in the student center that said AUM football is still undefeated?
1: Yeah, I didn't buy one, but uh, one of my <laughs> fraternity brothers did. And I want to say uh, at some point, it might it might have been after I had already graduated, but AUM actually beat Auburn in basketball in a exhibition game. Is that right? Yeah. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah, yes, I do. I don't know what year that
1: like- was. <sighs>
0: I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. That's uh, I remember seeing that headline come across and I just, I, I couldn't even, I, I couldn't even address it. I just, yeah, it hurt me to think about it. And I think that kind of, sh- no offense to um, AUM's program, but right. AUM should not be beating Auburn on any day. And I think that shows you how right. far the talent had dropped and the coaching had dropped at right. the basketball program. Yeah. Uh, but also, to the credit of AUM, and I, I'm sure you're probably aware of this, Coach Larry Chapman, uh, who is the legendary coach for AUM, he has ties back to Auburn basketball himself. Mm-hmm. It shows you how good of a coach he was and how he had his boys ready for an – it was an exhibition game, but yeah. he had them ready for the opportunity. Did you ever go to any basketball games at AUM?
1: Um, I think I might have went to one or two. Um, it just really wasn't a thing that people really did on campus, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so – not really.
0: <laughs> I always equate Coach Larry Chapman, uh, I compared him to the Pat Dye of of mm-hmm. basketball. It's the what he struck me as. I never got to meet Pat Dye, but just seeing him, you know, how he would interact with people and stuff, it was and, and getting to know Coach uh, Chapman myself. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it was I was like this this is if if Pat Dye was a basketball coach, this is kind of who it would well, be. Well, you,
1: you bring up Pat Dye and I forgot the story. When I was a kid in nineteen eighty eight, I went with my friend to the state championship at state high school championship up in Birmingham. And his mother, I don't know what she did for a living, but while we were at the game, she took me, she knowing I was an Auburn fan, took me up to the press box and introduced me to Pat Dye. And yeah, I I can't believe I forgot that story. But but yeah, I remember uh, her tapping him on the shoulder because he was up in the press box looking down at the field and he turned around in his chair and she introduced me to him. I just... You know, just one of those moments I, you know, I was just like, I was an 11 year old kid that I didn't know really what to say, but nice to meet you. And I just, it was just, it was a great moment. Well,
0: tell me a little bit about what, from your 11-year-old mind, obviously, and that's been a while back then. But what was he like? I mean, what did he, did he say anything to you? Was it kind of like, you know, just general stuff? or?
1: Yeah, I think it was a very brief, hey, it's nice to meet you type thing. I don't think much was said, but just shaking his hands and being able to get to go up there. Because I don't, you know, anybody just couldn't go up there. And she had access to it. Um, and just her doing that, I thought was really nice. Yeah, that's a very nice gest-
0: gesture that mm-hmm. a lot of people have not had the opportunity to. So the fact that you shook hands would, you know, arguably we're not going to play rankings here on this show, but one of the greatest coaches in Auburn uh, football history, uh, but he he definitely deserves. When you have the field named after you, I think that shows how mm-hmm. beloved you were, but also how great a coach you were um, yeah. as an Auburn Tiger family member. All right, so we have talked a little bit about college and time there. You, you graduated, you moved on, and now there's life now. Tell me a little bit about your Auburn experiences p- after you graduated and you've gotten older and gotten married and had kids. Uh, what's what's been going on with that? What are some big games that you've attended?
1: Um, like I said uh, uh, before, we started a uh, 2006 Florida game. Uh, I was up in the uh, way upper deck, but I got to see uh, the flipping to the end zone, and that was by far the loudest I'd ever heard Jordan Hare Stadium. It was deafening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. I it, it was just so eruptive and um and a few years after that um went to the Clemson LSU uh SEC championship and then the national championship in 2010 um that was unbelievable that was the Clemson game that was a a close game yeah (laughs) the one I thought we were about to just lose and um Luckily, I think they missed a field goal, and we were able to pull out the victory. Um, yeah. The LSU game—that's when I—I uh, was—I got to sit in the Nelson Suites, even though I'm not related to the whoever the who owns the Nelson Suites uh-huh. at Jordan Hill Stadium. Um, but fortunately, the girl I was with uh, had us tickets in that suite. But seeing Cam Newton make that long run against LSU, and just—I knew after that game that he was gonna be probably arguably the greatest quarterback in auburn history um it was just you could see it and when he jumped on the on the brick wall after the game and was standing in front of the student section and the crowd i mean again was deafening and so loud and he was just i don't know something about him and i just knew that's the game i knew we've got something special yeah and so um Fortunately, I was, I was able to – we were able to go to the SEC championship game, and we blew out South Carolina. And literally in the fourth quarter, me and the girl I was dating at the time, we were on the internet looking for uh, national championship tickets. Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to s- secure some, and uh, we go out there. And um, actually, I don't know if you can see it in here or not, but this is from the national championship. Um, that's a wristband. Wow! from Antoine Carter after the game he handed it to me uh there's my ticket that's a picture of Antoine Carter wearing the wristband and that's the newspaper we got after the game was over very nice Um, yeah so
0: for listeners right now he's showing me a a plaque on his wall he's been describing what's on there and it, it is an absolutely incredible setup there uh that's that's you know what I love about what you're showing me there is it's not just like tickets you got a ticket in there but you've got like memory yeah. that nobody else is gonna yeah. have. who else is gonna have Antoine Carter's wristband I mean that's pretty awesome
1: right all <laughs> right that was That was it was it was special um and so um but yeah that was being able, to, being able to see that you know it was pretty cool to see that in person you mm-hmm. know and then shortly after that I ended up getting married so my my time in Auburn kind of dwindled a little bit um just due to marriage and having kids and stuff. So that during my heyday, that's those are the, the, the big games that I was able to attend.
0: Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support whether you decide to join or not we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our e2c network family well that's it timeout's over let's get back into the episode those are some big moments that i kind of want to touch on for a second well first of all let me ask this is the is the wife now is she an auburn fan
1: she is, and she you know she she was born and raised in New Orleans um she got accepted to l s u and at the la- and I already had a roommate set up and everything, and she backed out at the last minute to go into the mission field and uh so that's what she decided to do, but yes, yeah, she is auburn all the way, and uh we're actually going to the first auburn game this year, taking my son uh, he's never been, so we're excited to let him experience the campus and tiger walk and the football game and so
0: i and i think you and i uh, just for everybody listening we do live streams sometimes on youtube and i think you had brought this up and i had said to you using the the story of d ford who's actually episode one here on auburn roots if people want to go back and listen to that but getting to experience auburn for the first time with someone else, meaning like you—you've already entered the Auburn family and you're converting or, or bringing someone into the fold—and watching it take place through their eyes is something that's absolutely incredible. It almost kind of renews your spirit. So I'm very excited for you because not only is this—you know—it was one thing for me with a total stranger at the time, d Ford, to experience that, and she has an incredible story, but you're getting to do that with your son.
1: Yeah, that's, that's going to be awesome. We took him to an Atlanta Braves game earlier in the summer. And on the way back home, we drove through Auburn, got out, walked the campus. We took pictures with the statues. We walked the the all the way around Jordan Hare Stadium so he could see it. And um, he was loving it. So I, I think, you know, just taking him to a game is just going to take it to the next level for him. But he's he's all in. He loves it. And
0: you have to take him for a Tumors lemonade, and just let him actually yeah, sit, actually, in, yeah. sit mm-hmm. him on that lawn, and just just say, just sit here for a minute and, t- and soak it in, and that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, I tell my wife all the time. I said, when I die, I want to be cremated and, and spread at Tumors corner. And she's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. But that that's where I want to be.
0: Here, look, you're not the first one that's done that because I know that they have found remains there before.
1: Really? i know it's probably I, illegal
0: but. yeah it is but uh um i i was actually living close to tumors corn at the time and i remember seeing the headline the next morning human remains cremation found <laughs> after a big win and i was like oh no oh, lord Gosh. Yeah. but anyway enough about that um I think that's I'm really excited for you guys to be able to experience that together as a family. It's going to make it very special. I want to kind of roll back here to some of the games you mentioned. One we actually don't get to talk a lot about here on the podcast is the 06 Florida game. And you mentioned the uh, for again, set up for those maybe that don't know what we're referencing. In 2006, Auburn had just lost to USF. And when they were number two and the next game, number two, then Florida, cause they bumped up in the rankings was coming to Auburn and they were eventually going to be the national champions. This was Tim Ooh. Tebow's freshman year. This was uh, you know, a kind of a, not a surprise year for Florida, but they just kind of blew everybody out of, the, out of the water in terms of how much, how fast they came onto the scene. But Auburn was the only one that beat Florida that year. So we kind of have that, you know, to hold over them and say, "Hey, you mm-hmm. know, you, uh, the record you got—that's that's us. That's right." And how does it feel to say Tim Tebow is the only—he—he's uh, never beaten Auburn of all the teams he's beaten. He's never beaten Auburn. Isn't that crazy? That's true. That is crazy. So you were sitting in the upper deck in the same upper end zone deck. as the punt block in the flip into the. No, end
1: zone. I was. I was upper deck on Auburn side, all the way at the top, like. About the middle, I guess I remember. But yeah, I was I saw the whole field, (laughs) like, and I just it was just a great experience. Like I said, it, it was so loud. That's what I took away from that game. How loud Auburn fans can be, especially in moments like that where the game's, you know, you're just dominating what was supposed to be a superior opponent. You know, we were just our defensive line, our defense was taking it to Florida. And then when they scooped and scored on that fumble and he flipped into the end zone, it it had to register on, on the earthquake scale because it was that loud. It,
0: I, I was actually there with you in that game. It's funny. You and I have a lot of the same kind of, you know, moments in very close proximity to each other. Um, I, I remember specifically because people forget that in that first half, Florida was not con- having their way with us, but they were pretty much in control. And it was like this, this switch had flipped. And the, like you said, the defense just came out and wasn't having any more of it. They were they yeah. were done with being pushed around. And it was just like you could see Florida got hit in the mouth and wasn't ready. And then the whole punt uh, debacle for them. And then that, that just kind of all of a sudden, it, it was mm-hmm. Auburn's game to lose at this point. So it was an yeah. absolute, absolutely incredible game. And it couldn't have happened to a better guy in Trey Smith to pick that ball up because he's had – He's he's one of those – I mean, I don't know how you feel about him, but I feel like he's one of those kind of fan favorites because he's like the little guy that was pretty special. Are you right. Especially father? during
1: the, the the Tuscaloosa Iron Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he was crucial, you yes. know. Um, no, I, I love Trey Smith. He, he was great for Auburn. And he was, I was glad he was on our team.
0: Yeah, you know, the little engine that could is what I I would like, right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: like to talk to him about. Uh, we have to talk about you being at the national championship game a little more. Um, yeah. Give me some perspectives of that. What's that like? Try to paint the picture of
1: us peons that oh, you
0: weren't able to be there.
1: Oregon fans are about as worse as Alabama fans. I do remember that they were horrible. <laughs> um, and I, well, I, 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 say that in jest kind of, but I think there were some Alabama fans that lived locally that came dressed as Oregon fans. Cause they were outside the stadium. They were being obnoxious, um, but the people inside the stadium, I, they, they weren't as bad. So I, I don't know. I'm not going to throw out conspiracy theories on that, but um, the the game uh, just being there, it, it, seeing the Eagle fly before the game, that was just, man, it just takes your breath away. It just, the whole experience. Um, we had some of the best seats in the house. Um, we were front row. There was no seats in front of us. We were, near the Oregon end zone. We were right behind the Auburn cheerleaders. Uh so when they caught that first touchdown pass, it was literally right there in front of me. Um so or w- let me see. No, the not the first touchdown pass. The um uh, the catch by uh Lutzenkirken mm-hmm. where he he caught that wheel route and did the and, and I wanna say even um that other touchdown that they caught, mm-hmm. I can't remember who caught it. But anyway, it was right there in our end zone. Um And so just being right there, basically in the front row, seeing this um, and seeing Cam do his thing. And then Michael Dyer, he was Michael Dyer. He was running the opposite way to where we were. So we couldn't really see. Uh, But when he wasn't down all the way and he kept scooting, the crowd's just going nuts. Um, So it it was just a great experience. So you didn't have the vantage point because the
0: Oregon fans, you know, they talk
1: about that little. Yeah, I, didn't, uh, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't see that where I was sitting, but, um, but just as when they kicked the field goal to win it, uh, I, the majority of people sitting around me, everybody had tears in their eyes. It was, everybody was jumping and going crazy. It was, it's one of those things where you wanted something for so long and, you know, uh, not knowing if it was going to happen in our life my lifetime and being able to be there to see it um was something special yeah that's that's listen I had
0: my special moment for that game being in Auburn when that happened and being at Tumor's Corner but you know I, I think it could be said both ways those that were in Glendale maybe some part of you wish wishes that you were at Tumor's Corner could have just transported yourself at the yeah. same moment but I know that you wouldn't take being there seeing that happen for anything in the world
1: No, because after the game, you know, we were sitting close to where the parents were sitting for the players. And as they were funneling over to our area, that's when Antoine Carter pulled off that wristband and handed it to me. And I thought I struck gold. It was just like, I never thought that moment could get better, but it did. You know what I mean? It's like, we just won, but now I'm about to get a piece of memorabilia, a piece of history. You know, the way I see it, that's Auburn history. That's, you know, so that's why I had it framed the way I did. Uh, I was like, you know, that's something that I can pass down to my son. And he can have that. So, um, you know, I, I felt very fortunate that I was able to be there and then experience that and then come walk away with a piece of the game. Yeah. Yeah,
0: everybody has their memorabilia and, you know, pretty much everybody these days has got a signed football or something like that. But there's, there's something special about something that has a story behind it. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's a pretty cool story that you can, I mean, my most, you can't see it here on on camera with us together, but there's a picture I have that's my dad's and it's actually got Auburn and Alabama sitting down praying together. But Mm -hmm. that was my dad's photo, his favorite photo that always sat in his office before he passed Mm -hmm. away. And that's why, you know, he always used to tell me about that. He said, no matter, he, he hated Alabama, like with a burning passion. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it. Like I've I got some ridiculous things I could say, but even him, the most avid Auburn fan, the most hatred Alabama could have a picture like that. That's why it sits up here with me in this. So the fact okay. that you have something that's got a story behind it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Two, two other things I do want to touch on that you've kind of already mentioned sitting in the, the nice seats the suites up there again i i said we were little peons that didn't get to be at the championship game like you we were definitely peons that didn't get to sit in the suites for those of us that sit down there and look up at the glass while you're in there tell us a little bit about it what's it like up there
1: uh that was the lsu game i remember there being plenty of food (laughs) free food um out of the sun great view because I think the Nelson, the Nelson Suite is more towards the south end zone, um, and so I mean we just had a great view of that's that's the view where I saw Cam make that long run and and, and make it to the end zone, and that I don't know, it, yeah, it's it was pretty neat. That's the only time I've ever been in a suite at Auburn, and probably the only time I ever will be, I guess, because um, I just don't have those connections anymore. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was a nice, more of a relaxing. Type feel where you had plenty of food and drink and comfortable seats and a great game being played in front of you.
0: I sometimes just look up there as I'm sitting down in the lower bowl or even in the upper deck, it's just like, mm, that sun would be really nice to not be in right now. <laughs> <Yeah. All> right. Because <laughs> it can get pretty toasty up there in the upper deck when you get those weird 11 o'clock games that Auburn never does well in. Um, All right. We have talked a lot about football and obviously we recognize that football is the engine that drives the car, but there are other parts of the car that are necessary for it to keep going. The car that is Auburn, you have a little bit of a history with Auburn baseball and you've been part of the Auburn diamond diamond club. Is that correct? Can yeah. You tell, can you tell us a little bit about that? What, what, like, what's that all about for those of us that maybe have not a lot of awareness about what that is?
1: Yeah. Uh, from what I remember, um, I assume they might still do it, but um, this was probably mid 2000s, um, 2007, 2008. I don't know. Um, uh, it's, it's, a it's an organization that raises money to help fund and support the Auburn baseball team. And, um, and so with your membership, you get this little pin and uh, a t-shirt. And so, and I can't remember what the donation amount is, but, um, it's just, like I said, an organization that that helps raise money and awareness for the Auburn baseball team. And I believe they even have a, a banquet maybe. Uh, I don't, I didn't attend that, um, but I would go and watch Auburn baseball uh, fairly frequently during the year. Um, Cause I, baseball is actually my favorite sport. So, um, so going over there and seeing, you know, the, the field, which was in 2004 was voted best in all of co- collegiate baseball, um, which I think they did a fantastic, fantastic job with with what they did and building that field um it has elements from you know camden yards rickley field boss uh fenway they they try to tie in a lot of different things and um it's by far one of the nicest baseball fields you'll find in all of college so it's just a good experience uh if you love what sitting down and watching baseball it, it's a great experience and you know. Um, One of the games I went to, I have something else on my wall that's autographed. In 2003, uh, I went to a baseball game, and I I know the listeners can't see it, but I'll show you. Um, It's an Auburn Auburn baseball card. It's an Auburn scorecard. Yeah. It's got some old players on the front. Well, Ronnie Brown and Brandon Jacobs were in the stands, and so I had both of those guys sign it, and I had it framed to match a – magazine that i had cadillac williams sign at a football practice um in 2004 which like i, I told you before we started that i got him in trouble because <laughs> I, <thought, laughs> I, thought, I thought i thought football practice was over and uh i called cadillac over uh to sign my magazine and um <clears throat> the coaches started yelling at him <laughs> i kind of yeah. felt bad but um and he was super nice, and uh, I felt fortunate to be able to get a signature before coaches hustled him into the field house where they were about to do some indoor uh, drills. I, I assume, um, but that was back then. I mean, you could just walk up to an Auburn football practice and stand on the sidelines. I, we, me, and one of my fraternity brothers just stood there watching them, and nobody ever said anything to us. And uh, I don't know; it's probably not like that today, but uh, back then it was.
0: Times have definitely changed, hasn't it? (laughs) A lot of, of, a lot of access you used to have to things Mm -hmm. that you don't have anymore. Uh, Yeah, so that if people are interested in helping support the Auburn uh, baseball program, I believe that's still going on the Auburn Diamond Club. It's a great Mm -hmm. way if it's something to invest in a program. You know, we talk about the Big Three: football, baseball, and basketball. You know, I think it's obvious to everybody that baseball kind of is the third in that tier, especially now with the advent of Bruce Pearl being here and you know the amazing marketer that he is and what he's done Uh for for the program there you know baseball does tend to i hate to say it but for lack of a better way of saying it take a back seat so it is something that i think that fans should be aware of and uh, take part in if they're very passionate about baseball because you know I, i think people forget how storied our history is with mm-hmm. on, with baseball too. I mean, you got Bo Jackson there for crying out loud. Tim Hudson Frank knows, Thomas. Yeah, Frank Thomas. Right. You, you just got names that you can keep. Well, Josh Donaldson now, the bringer of rain. How awesome Which, was he lives
1: Daphne. I mean, when he's in the off season, he's here in Daphne. And yeah. I got to I'm at the local baseball card shop and got my picture with him. His mom lives right up the street from me. Um so you know, he's he's still in this he's in this area when he's not uh playing baseball. So
0: did you ever get to go to a game at the Braves when he was there? No, I didn't.
1: Oh, man. I, I had, got... before COVID hit, I had secured uh, tickets to spring training for both the Braves and the Red Sox. So on, yeah, Braves and Red Sox. And the Red Sox were going to be playing the Twins. Mm-hmm. And so this is when he had just signed to go over to the Twins. And then COVID hit. And so StubHub had to refund my money for the tickets and so I had all intentions of taking my son down to spring training the both the Braves and the Red Sox and obviously Josh Donaldson because he's a hometown boy and um, you know just wanted to support him and um, he's such a great guy he's so he's so down to earth and um, I I went to Faith Academy here in the Mobile area Uh, growing up I didn't I didn't graduate from there but I went there and I played JV baseball at faith academy and uh i got to tell him that you know i played baseball at faith can not the varsity level but um that i also went to faith academy and he thought that was pretty cool um but you know i hate that he's he left the braves because the braves are our team of course and, right uh, so
0: Bro- but, broke my little heart when i saw josh walk away from the braves i was like this I is, know, this mine is, too
1: I, I just wish they would a, a longer contract that's all he was looking for is a little bit more longer contract, and I don't blame him. So, um, yeah. So,
0: well, you know, there's plenty more. Uh, there's much more talent that's being cycled into the uh, MLB now, anyway, from Auburn under uh, Butch Thompson. So, we'll be having plenty of opportunities to probably see some Auburn Tigers make their way over to the South's hometown heroes and the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Uh, in the coming, coming years. I think we've gotten a pretty good perspective of your Auburn story and a lot of the different things that you've experienced. But one thing I always want to do with our guests before uh, we wrap up our time is do a fun little questionnaire. It's about 12 questions, kind of this or that pick your favorite. This usually gets some pretty interesting answers. Uh, So if you're ready, we can do that. Let's do it. All right. Question number one, orange or blue?
1: Blue, blue, navy blue is my favorite color. Period. It,
0: does it look better on you? Because I get a lot of that little blue looks yeah. better on me.
1: <laughs> I get, and I, yeah, I guess it would. But to me, navy blue is is it for me. It's my favorite color. I mean, I do love the orange with it. Uh, but yeah, if I had to pick a shirt, I'm going to probably wear the navy blue one. That's a good choice right there. Question two, Aubie or War Eagle? Aubie. He's by far the best mascot Hands down, and all of sports, period, and that's why he's won so many national championships. So, uh, to me, he 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 brings a lot to the table for Auburn. I, I'll say that
0: he really does. And it's always interesting if you go and look at the history of Aubie and the history of or the Tiger, as it used to be called back in the day, and you can see how the. The yeah. look of Obby has changed over time. It's, he, it's incredible history that he has. And, uh, you know, if you hadn't picked Obby, you would have been – I couldn't have marked you safe from the minions of Obby because they are they are like a little cult and they would come after you. So you, yeah. are, safe. you are safe, my friend. Uh, question three, what's your favorite part of the Auburn fight song? A word, or phrase, but if you had to pick a favorite part, what would it be?
1: Oh, you put me on the spot. Let me see mm-hmm. here. Um, I sing it all the time around the house. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, here sing it to me and i'll tell you where
0: you go flight on the field ever to conquer never I to yield Yield, yeah fearless and true fight on your orange
1: and blue I, I think that first part uh ever to conquer never to yield i mean i think that sums it up right there yeah you it kind of
0: I mean? speaks to the auburn spirit a little bit i think yeah it does.
1: Oh,
0: yep. all right question four we we'll probably know the answer to this one but we'll see if there's a uh, I, well, maybe not we'll see your favorite Auburn athletics program, football all the way to equestrian. What's your favorite one?
1: I mean, yeah, I'll go with football. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I had the most memories with. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah, definitely football.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to beat football, but you'd be surprised how often it gets picked uh, as a second to something else. Because I think you know, like we always say that everybody recognizes how important football is, but sometimes people make a really special connection with some of these other programs that people aren't aware of. So it's always interesting to hear different different takes on that. Question five: Your favorite Auburn athlete?
1: Gonna have to go Bo Jackson. Uh, he's the greatest athlete of all time, anyway. But as far as Auburn, um, him deciding choosing to come to Auburn after he even met with Alabama and they, you know, they wanted him at linebacker and not really running back. And so, you know, and they said he would never win at Auburn. And he said, I am going to win at Auburn. And He came and won at Auburn. So to me, Bo Jackson is it for me.
0: Well, and with your ties to loving football and baseball, it's kind of hard to beat that
1: when you got yeah. a guy who did both of them. Bo Jackson just in 2020 last year, he came down to the senior bowl. Uh-huh. And, um, I got to get my picture with him so and shake his hand. <laughs> so, uh, never thought I'd be able to get to do that. So, um, But, yeah, Bo Jackson for sure. Getting to meet a lot of names, it sounds
0: like, over the years. Mm-hmm. Question six, your favorite Auburn coach.
1: Pat Dye. And why? Because uh, he came over and, I mean, he brought a new vision for Auburn, football. And for Auburn man, I think he's the one that's that's credited with saying, you know, Alabama fans love Alabama football, Auburn people love Auburn, and that's so true. Um, and so, um, and me, getting to meet him and seeing what he did for our program, I, you know, Pat Dye, just he he definitely holds a special place in my heart. It's hard
0: to hard to beat, you know, in terms of especially the modern era. Uh, picking that type of name over anybody else, just especially now with his his recent passing and all that, you know it's what he did for Auburn goes beyond the football field and, it, and it's just a special name in, in Auburn lore. Question seven, your favorite Auburn non-athletics person, so a little bit of clarification for you. This can be anybody that is not directly associated with athletics, meaning like a athlete or a coach, uh, but a, if you've got someone you a friend, family member celebrity but your favorite non-athletic auburn person.
1: Oh, good question. Um gosh, I don't think.
0: There's always the easy question you
1: oh, answer your wife. <laughs> yeah. True. Um I think she only loves Auburn I love Auburn though. Um gosh. And I always I'm the type of person when I see somebody on TV or an actor or somebody that you know has ties to Auburn, I'm always telling my wife, "Uh they, you know, they went to Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> but now that you ask, I'm like drawing a blank here. But um, I don't know. Good question. Drawing uh, a blank, huh? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I I'm just trying to think outside the box here. I'm thinking I'm trying to make it a lot harder than it really is. Um,
0: well, when you're you're thinking of how big the Auburn family is, there's a lot to choose from. Even the ones that aren't directly associated with athletics. I
1: don't know. Bo Jackson is 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 me. You know, I don't. <laughs> We'll just go with both on this question.
0: Okay, <laughs> there we go. Question uh, eight: Your favorite Auburn building can be on campus, off campus. If you can make a case for an Auburn building way over in another country, I'll take it. But your favorite Auburn building? Stamford Hall. And
1: why? It's so iconic. It's right there in the heart of downtown. It's it's picturesque. Um, it just speaks to the just the hometown feel of the campus. It's. I don't know, something about it. Um, actually, me and my son took a picture in front of it when we came back from Atlanta. Um, it just, something about it, just like I said, it just reminds me of just a small, small town feel, even though it's a larger building. It's, it's just right there in the heart of downtown. And it's just, you know, it's just, like I said, so picturesque. Great. So it's a very good pick. It's a
0: very popular pick, but it doesn't take away from how special it is. Yeah. Question nine your favorite Auburn
1: place to eat?
0: Um,
1: Mama Goldberg's. What do you love to eat there? Those uh, Doritos and uh, the cheesy Doritos. Is, I don't know what the name of them are, but I remember I love those. Um, and of course, they're sandwich. Yeah,
0: it's hard to beat your Mama's love. I, I used to be a Turkey Delight person yeah. there, but Mama's love is it's Mama's love.
1: That's right. That's it, it.
0: Do you and let's see if you agree with me on this because you know there are several locations for Mama Goldberg's, even outside of all oh, we have mobile, right? So yeah. It's always good, but there's something about going into that musty, decrepit yeah. old building that makes it taste better. Am I, am I right or am I yeah. wrong?
1: Because it's, it's covered. The walls are just covered with Auburn history. Yeah. Like old newspaper clippings. There's articles. I mean, it's, yeah, that's, it's an iconic location,
0: of course. I, I will go out of my way to eat there over any other place. But if I have to, I'll, I'll, I'll just get my mama's love wherever I can get it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Question 10. Your favorite Auburn tradition. So this can be sports, non-sports, a weird personal tradition you have related to Auburn, but your favorite Auburn tradition.
1: Oh, rolling tumors corner. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I know everybody probably does that, but that, to me, that's so special for our Auburn family. That's mm-hmm. we all we all congregate there after a huge win and and celebrate. And so that to me, I'm hoping to be able to do that with my son uh, this year.
0: I need pictures of that moment too. I I need to see them, you know, just and share them out on your social media and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Those, those are special memories when you, when you see someone do that for the first time. And then, you know, you always get the weird looks and weird questions from people that don't understand. You're like, just, you know, just go over there to your little crimson tide and stuff. Don't don't (laughs) talk to us. (laughs) Uh, Question 11, your favorite Auburn memory.
1: Well, it's going to be going to the national championship game. I never thought I would ever get the chance to, to go to a game that size and see Auburn, you know, win and come out victorious and bring home the trophy. And uh, like I said earlier, bring home a piece of of game history. So that's by far the highlight of my Auburn experience. I continue to be jealous of you
0: being there and uh, seeing, hearing, smelling the whole of the experience of being there. uh, Has got to have been one of a kind. It's going to be really hard to beat that. Question 12, your final question describe auburn to me in one word other than family
1: oh special special yeah special there's just something special about it and those on the outside other fans of other programs just they'll never understand and you know i'm okay with that because we know as auburn family and, and people that support auburn uh know what that special is and so um I'd say special.
0: That's a great word. I don't know that we've had that one used yet, surprisingly, uh, but that's a, that's a great way to just define it. Because as we talked about at the beginning of this, it, it's a very nebulous concept. It's, it's very hard to pinpoint, hard to understand unless you've experienced it. But once you have, you understand it, even if you can't explain it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. special is a great way to sum all that up. Kevin, it has been a great to uh, get to sit down with you, get to know you better as a Booster Club member, but also as an Auburn family member. And we really appreciate uh you sharing that with us telling your stories and i hope you understand now how special your auburn story is and uh how many cooling experiences
1: that you've had hey thanks for having me and i look forward to possibly meeting you at a game
0: oh we're gonna make it happen my friend so thank you guys for listening to this episode episode 34 of auburn roots we'll be back again very soon thank you for listening until we talk to you again more
1: eagles more eagles